Welcome to the View from the Rock podcast. I'm your host, Rock Daddy, and today we have a pretty full slate of things to talk about, from the Huskies to the Seahawks. We got a big weekend coming up here with UW Oregon rivalry. I uh, got some shout outs to make, some happy birthdays. I don't know. Do we have to apologize to Tara Starkovich again? Hopefully not. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm sure uh, I'm going to uh, hear. Uh, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to hear that one again. Uh, let's see. Uh, Swap, how are you doing? Doing great. We're just all kind of on the edge of our seats here for the big weekend. Yeah, and then uh, we—I almost forgot to say—we got some musical genre to get into, which is really important because it has to do with has to do with me. And what could be more important than me? Uh, finally, we're going to finish up with beer of the week and the greatest Husky football players to ever grace this earth. Uh, Morgie, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. I. I'm so excited. Big weekend. Ready to piss excellence. Uh, why wake up and do that? Oh, yeah, shoot. That's every day. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be the uh, Oregon UW game is biggest, one of the biggest events of the year, sports it's, and non-sports, one of the biggest events of the year. It's the b- biggest game in the nation. Well, and it's the biggest game for us every year. Well, I mean, college game day is going to be there, right? Yes. But it's this weekend. It's the biggest game in the nation. Yes. Two top 10 teams. First time ever in the history of playing each other. You've got the top two, two of the top three Heisman candidates. Um, your, well, your Oregon boys are coming up. And it's. Do you want to. It's going to be an amazing experience. I don't want to tell anybody about what happens. We just have fun. Well, yeah, I got a couple of things. So first of all, for those of you who don't know, I feel like you say Oregon boys a lot on the podcast. Could you like sure. tell so, us what that even means? So the Oregon boys, I lived in Oregon from 95 to 2007, went to college down there. Seminal years. What's you, that? Seminal years of your life. Oh, you probably yes. don't even know what that means. That's no. Fine. How do you spell that? Um, S-E-M-I-N-A-L. Ding, ding, ding. All right. See, I was thinking Seminole. Like, like oh, a Florida like Seminole. Seminole. Yeah. All so right. I was going to spell it differently, and I would have lost. Uh, you were ready to tomahawk or chop could, over there. Could, could I still win based on us giving you the spelling, and then you see if you have a memory to remember it? Is that what you're No. I'm just <laughs> telling you, like, that. I mean, that's what I would have spelled it. Okay. Like. So anyway, we have Colin, Jeff... <laughs> Whatever, you guys suck. <laughs> I'm going to get you rock on the genre. I never make mistakes. <laughs> Continue. So Colin, um, Jeff Vernon, Matt, Chris, who is a, uh, he's a Beaver fan, and best friends with Colin and Matt, so he loves when we win. Um, Colin's brother is coming up, and my buddy Sean Eaton, and he's a... He's Husky, a Husky fan. Yes. Yeah. So he was born in Bremerton area and then lived in Southern Oregon his whole life. So he he's a Husky guy. And it's a it's it's just a fun time where they come up now and we golf, maybe go to the casino. I just know the last, you know, few times they've been up, you know, there was a gap there during COVID and everything was weird, but there was the uh, game last year, which was they when the game ended, 
they went from the greatest guys in the world to they wanted to drive home right when the game ended. <laughs> to so they they are horrible um, losers. Yes, they're pouty. They're just they're weak mentally. Yeah, and I tell them that all the time. So and uh, same with Ryan Healy and Josh Shimmick. So they think that Oregon's going to win. Yeah, I'm. So just for I don't know clarity or something, but uh, you said that you lived in Oregon. You like played on a basketball team with them, though, right? Yes. All these guys. So, yes. So okay. uh, ninety-five through ninety-seven played with all these guys and their best buddies. You won a championship. Together? We won a league championship. Um, we're in Pacific's Hall of Fame, actually. Okay. The boxers. We're the, we're the first team. Yes. Mascot. Matt, it's a mythical Chinese war dog. Shut up. Yes. Okay. Wow. And it's not, to this point, it, no one's offended by it. So they're still the boxers. That's wonderful. And they used to have a box. We need to do, it'd be fun to have them on. We might have, who knows? Saturday could be. Who knows what this weekend has in store for us? Yeah. Uh, we we might be have a new episode. Could be episode four that we're not even ready for. I mean, yep. we'll see what happens. We can record any of that. Um, I see on our schedule here, we're going to talk about some local sports. Swap, you want to tell us about volleyball? Volleyball's rolling along. You know, they're six and three, seven and three, something like that. Upper middle of the pack. We're still about two and a half weeks out from district tournament. But we're, uh, you know, we're down down the home stretch there. Uh, we've got district tennis coming up, which uh, takes place at Sea Home. <laughs> we me. went. Uh, Sorry. Well, I thought I was gonna have to do the Heimlich <laughs> on air there for a second. <laughs> we had an equipment malfunction, but the the uh, equipment was Mr. Morgenthaler's trachea. <laughs> we're good. Yeah. Hoof. Scratch in the throat. We went up to. Uh, High school football game at Seahome last Saturday. And on the way in, even though I'm wearing a purple Anacortis sweatshirt, um, one of the uh, greeter people there offered me some Seahome, like, beads. beads. Yeah. They're like, oh, well, you don't look like you're from Seahome, but would you like some beads? And I said, I'm wearing purple. And it just makes us hate Seahome even more. They had little paper tickets that were green and yellow. Ugh. Despicable. And then we proceeded to just dominate them. Yeah, our our football team's good. We're good. Ranked second in the state right now, right? Yeah. yeah. I think that might be too low. Yeah, Enum Claus ahead of us. That was surprising when I looked well, at Well, Enum right? Claus right now got the same group of athletes that we have. They're good in all sports. Mm. And Tumwater's Tumwater. good in everything. And then Linden. Yeah. So you we'll know, see. Hey, yeah. two weeks from now. And of course, Linden league title. Yeah, absolutely. Um, see, the other thing on there is something I guess I should talk about: hole in the wall. It's a cross country meet we have every time, every every year this time. Um, huge meet. There's like 175 schools there, 5,000 runners. It's kind of an all day thing, uh, and it was hot. It was dusty at one point before our final races of the day. I went back over to the tent and I laid down in the grass in the in the shade because I was I was done. So, I was there last year. Yeah. Um, why was it more dusty this year? I don't think it was dustier. Uh, last year maybe it was a little smoky. This year it was maybe hotter though. 
I don't know. It was Saturday was hot. Who it was like? Oh 80s. yeah, it was. It was no, 80s. it was eighty degrees in Bellingham. That's right. We were because we were out at. We'll talk about this later in the podcast. We're outside at Stemma Brewing, and that boy, what a hidden little gem they have up there. Yeah, great spot. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it was, it was a great day. It's fun to see all those competitors, all the high level athletes that are there. Uh, top performance probably Parker Mong was second uh, for the boys' elite race, and um, yeah. So what is time. that running? What's he? What's his time? Uh, the time there. Um, it was like fifteen eleven or something, or fifteen fourteen. Not as fast as time, but that wasn't a course that people were. Normally, it's a fast course where you'd get your best time, but not that day. Um, yeah. And who was the first place guy from Jesuit? No, the first place guy was from Bozeman. He's ranked number seven in the nation. So you got Bozeman guys coming out to hole in the wall. Oh, you got guys from Montana, California, Idaho. Um. I feel like there might have been a team that was even further and further than that last year. I think there might have been a girl that came from came from Alabama, maybe. I, I yes, I remember that. Yeah, it's a it's like one of the elite races every year on the West Coast. I'll be damned. Yeah, it's a good time. They In have food trucks and oh, no, it's right next to the plate. golf course or the golf course, right? No, that's uh that's Twilight. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is over there. Um, oh yeah, it's Lakewood no, High School. Yeah, Lakewood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're down yeah. by uh, yeah. Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, yeah. That's one right. of my yeah favorite spots. I know it's one of your favorite spots. Uh, hey, we got some shout outs that we need to make here. Well, first off, uh, we missed one of our loyal listeners' birthdays, Tara Starkovich. Bless her. She's she's awesome. She might be our number one fan. Yeah, we, we're trying the to decide. That we hurl at well, her. Yeah. we're trying to decide if she's one, two, or three. I think if we're not careful, she's not going to be a fan of ours anymore. So Tara had a birthday. I think <laughs> she's forty-six, maybe forty-seven. So. Are, are you I don't not know sure? the exact like, answer. Okay, because there is an answer on the sheet. I'm just not sure if that's right. I know. I went low. Well, I was going to say you should have just went 37. Means. Just 37, you know? That would have been good. We have another birthday on oh, there, Oh, Pat's too. birthday. Yeah, right around the corner. Oh, Sunday or Monday? Uh, Sunday? Sunday. Yeah. You're going to so be 50. Epic weekend. Two. Wow. I we know. have all these birthdays this week. Yeah. There's like seven that we know. It's a big, it, it's serious. It's been a big, like, eight day stretch of Fantini, Nick turned 40 on Monday. Uh, had a big golf trip. My brother in law turned something on sat last Saturday. I think the same day as uh, Cousin Andy. Yeah. Something. Yeah. I think we said can, this last time. Can you estimate? <laughs> I'm mid 40s. I don't know. Like, you know. He's got that baby face. I think we had this conversation last time, but that's okay. Yeah. Oh, it, so. On there, we have a couple things that I have no idea what okay. those are. So okay. feel free to tell me about what those so, two things uh, are. So secret podcast update. We have the venue locked up, which is the anchor. Talk to the owner, Jeff, and actually yesterday. And we're locked in. We have a date for the secret podcast. Rock. We th- I think we found a date that works around everyone's business. Unless schedules. you're going to be in Australia during Christmas. 
Or are you thinking about getting Because everyone wants to know if when you're going. It's summer there. I mean, that would be a great time to go. Oh, that would be so good. Yeah, it would be worth it. Oh. You guys could find someone to be the host and do it all without me. We would just do it remote because you would take all the equipment. Oh. <laughs> you know, I, I think at that point we'd just be on our laptops doing a little Zoom action. But I see there's something else about a mailbag here in our, our list. Well, hold on. We haven't oh. done the date yet. Oh, December Did 22nd. Oh. Did I say that? I think you did. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember. I'm not saying you did. I'm just saying, yep, that's it. But say it again. December 22nd at the anchor. Etched into people's memories now. So it's going to be one o'clock to whenever we end. Yes. You know, if I, I just have this (laughs) visual in my head that it's almost like, um, now I can't, oh, it's a wonderful life. It's snowing outside. We're in the same bar that Jimmy, whatever his name is, and Stuart. George and, Bailey. Yeah, George Bailey, thank you, uh, goes into where he's contemplating his life and he meets the angel. That's the kind of play, visual I get. Some poor schmuck is going to wander into that bar that day and hear our podcast and it's going to change his life. Yeah. It's going to be, oh, I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Have you ever seen that movie? Yes, I have. Okay. Um, like seven times. But I don't. I didn't know the name of George, of George Bailey. It was George Bailey, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I believe so. Um, yeah, that's one of those Thank movies you. we watch every year. Um, uh, yes, we do. Hey, mailbag. I don't know what this is. Honestly. So we've had uh, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people, um, as our digital footprint expands, have come to us uh, and said things like, hey, why don't you talk about this? Or why don't you talk about that? And we've had some great, great ideas. So I thought, you know... Let's just start a mailbag. If you have a topic you want us to discuss, if you have a question you want us to answer, if you have an opinion that you want us to opine, reach out. You can, you know how to get a hold of us. I don't think there's many listeners out there that don't know how to get a hold of us. And uh, we'll have a mailbag uh, segment on the next episode, which could be, depending on what happens this weekend, our next episode could be, the Halloween edition of You from the Rock. Yeah, and you know, depending on how quickly the questions pour in, um, that probably is going to affect how quickly the mailbag episode comes out, right? I yeah, would imagine. I just got a text from Tara. Did, she, is she listening to us? Is she right listening now? live? No, I'm just joking. It's not possible. Oh my god! <laughs> got you, Rock. Oh, wow, you are so good at that. You got me so good. <laughs> Uh, hey, so it's time to get in the meaty portion of our show here. Uh, we're talking about musical genre. And, you know, it's always tough sometimes to think, hey, what's, uh, what's the musical thing going to be like this week? But we've chosen songs and albums from the year that I, being Ruck, was born, 1988. Um, so I guess I'm going to get an education here. I just we, we were talking about musical genre, and, and we thought, you know... There's so many things that Ruck doesn't know. Mm. And what would it be like to be born in that year? And what is the snapshot of the culture of the time to know how someone that year grows up uh, not seeing movies like Animal House? Or Roadhouse. Or Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Roadhouse. You just did this year after the podcast. We found out last night. Right and wrongs. We found out last night that one of the main characters in Roadhouse lives in Cedar Woolley. Yes. 
Oh, I didn't know that part of it. We just know that one of our loyal listener, listeners knows him, right? Yeah. But he lives in Woolly. Wow. That's amazing. He was the guy. What about p- Breakfast Club? I've seen that. I mean, I think I've probably seen the television version of that. So there's a lot of stuff bleeped out or not yeah. included. Probably not the same. The, I, I can't. I mean, this like is, the first time I saw Ferris Bueller's Day was the television version, which is definitely not the same. So, Mr. Morgenthaler, back to 1988 albums. There we go. I think, what if we alternate and I pick one of my favorites from 88 and then you pick one of your favorites? Okay. Are you, you're going first. Okay. I, uh, well, I don't want to take one of yours, but how about, uh, how about And Justice for All? Metallica. Oh. Had the song came up, was it the last podcast or two podcasts ago where you talked about seeing uh, Metallica play one yes. live and one's off that album? That's uh, one of my best live performances ever. Watching Hetfield and then hearing that at the beginning. We were there together. We mm-hmm. just didn't, need, didn't know. And you remember the video where they had like uh. all the, some. 70s war movie. Yeah. And they were flashing back to that, and it was pretty intense. So they just played, what, last weekend? Metallica? D- yeah. Did they? With, with uh, Metallica, Guns or Guns and Roses, ACDC. It was that. Oh, yeah, that one down in California somewhere, yeah, right? Iron Maiden. Oh, my gosh. 80, we have a front loyal listener, Ross. We're going to talk about Ross a little bit later, too. But he had a friend go, and I have a couple people that went amazing. But so Metallica played, yes, that is an album that I think Ruck knows. Yeah, know it well. Love that. Love Metallica. You know, uh, the internet tells me that this was actually the first album in which their new bassist, uh, Jason Newstead, played for them. After the death of Cliff Burton. Yeah, Cliff Burton died in a bus accident somewhere in Europe, I think Germany. And then Jason, Was that on the way to a show? They were on tour, and there was some, some uh, kind of urban myth where they had flipped coins for a better bunk, and he won. What? Yeah. Wow. That's why you were almost on Jeopardy. Well, I don't know. But he was replaced with Jason Newstead, who was there forever. And now, who's their bassist now? Somebody named Trujillo, maybe? Yes, and he's used to play for Ozzy. Yeah. And he showed up to his son's performance with all of Metallica. Imagine that. Well, and uh, in that documentary, documentary, isn't it The Monster Within? Something like that? Uh, you kind of see just a little bit of Jason Newstead, and he basically wants nothing to do with the band. He was... That's all I remember. Yeah, my formative years as a Metallica fan, Jason Newstead was their bassist. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Hmm. All right, here we go. This is one of my top 20 albums of all time. For me, like if we, that's a different uh, episode. Def Leppard, Hysteria. Oh, yeah. That's, yep. Whoa. Yep, that's, that's, Dude, that's one of the best albums uh, ever. Call right there. Like they're all just bangers on that album. Yep. Yep. Can and you- even the, the song Hysteria... Um, you have Rocket, Love Bites. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can you just run down the, the song list? I don't have it in front of me. I don't either. Oh, shoot. I shouldn't have asked you that. Well, I'll, I'll look it put up. you on the spot there. But so can I go back to one of mine now? Yeah. We've got Open Up and Say Ah. Oh, Poison. Poison. 
Yeah, and I just opened up the track list on that one. So we, I'm not going to read them all, but we got nothing but a good time. We have Your Mama Don't Dance. Oh, so is that, that a cover? One. That's a cover of a, like a Kenny Loggins song, believe this it or not. Is, it sounds like it's like in the 50s. Uh, Your Mama Don't Dance. That's the dead. one, yeah. I'll Google. You got Fallen Angel. Remember that song? Oh, yeah. It got, And then you mm. got the classic freaking 80s no. hair band ballad. It's not on there. It is. What? Every rose has its thorn. You know what? Wow. Your mama don't dance wasn't just Kenny Loggins. It was Loggins and Messina. Was it Loggins and Messina? Oh, yeah. Holy crap. Okay, you ready for mine? I am. Okay, GNR lies. Oh, man. So when we were talking yesterday, we thought Appetite for Destruction was 1988. Yeah. I could have sworn it was 1988, but it actually was released in 87. And then GNR lies. So their album... The one song that is the greatest, it could be top 10 for some people. Patience. Yeah, is off of GNR Lies. Do you remember the video for that? So, Rock, I don't even know if I know that song. A lot of is, whistling. So, this is oh, why I love, I love you. Songs. Oh, yeah. He does a good whistle. Axel can whistle. And then um, there are snakes in the video. What? Yeah. Slash has snakes. <laughs> of course. And there's a lot of women that are in bikinis. And yeah. Axel is doing a lot of <laughs> the Axel dance. Yeah, yes. if you can see us Hip right now, we're doing it from side to side. Yeah, that's so a good rock. One. You've never heard of Patience? No, I haven't. <sighs> this is why I love it. The, I, I know. think this podcast right now could go to a different level when we talk about the songs, even not the albums, but even the songs. I know it was. It it turns out that we just went down a rabbit hole yesterday, and, and we it was, it's. Oh, it I was like wait. couldn't believe how many songs were from 1988. You were born in a great year, Rock. Yes. Yeah. I, I know. I mean, that could be a top five year. How about Living Color? <laughs> Living Color, Vivid. Was that the one with Cult of Personality? Yes. One of the greatest guitar solos I've ever heard. And their singer is Glover, not Crispin Glover. I don't know. I want to say Corey Glover. Can you fact check that for us, Ruck? Yeah, I'm looking. Okay, so you you just pulled that one out. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna say OU812 Van oh, Halen. Van Halen is did that have uh, when it's love? I believe I finished what you started. Okay, which was you know a different time. You had Sammy mm-hmm. instead of David. You know, we're trying to work through th- some things. Okay, I've got another one for you. Um, and this, I know this is going to come up when we talk about songs from 88 more than albums, but when I think of MTV in 88, he's the DJ, I'm the rapper. Is that like a song? Is that, what is that? Album, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. That's before Will Smith was slapping Jamie Foxx on stage. <laughs> I just read something that they were they've been separated for eight years. Will Smith and Jazzy Jeff? No, and Jada, his wife. Oh my gosh! Uh, yeah, that by might the be way, some for the secret podcast. Okay, back with uh, Living Keller. It was Corey Glover. Corey. I think eventually I came around to Corey after Crispin. I think I already don't remember. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I will got one admit, more. though, oh. I'm, I'm, I do not recall any songs. By that Living we're Color. talking about? Living Color? I have no idea. You have would I recognize... Cult of, cult of Personality? Yeah, you'd recognize Cult of oh. Personality. Here, okay. 
you're gonna make fun of me for this, so I'll tell you this because you just that's what you want. Yeah. Um, you know how I know this song, Cult of Personality? <laughs> Guitar Hero. That's oh, oh yeah. yeah. No, it's amazing. Yeah, you, you probably did really well on it. Yeah, because it. I'm gonna push my through. glasses up as I say that. <laughs> All right, I got one more. Okay. Uh, In excess, kick. In excess was really good. New sensation, never tear us apart. Like oh, bom, 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 bom. Um, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah, that was good. Rock in excess. Uh, well, what is that? They came up in uh, our Australian. Yes, show. they're one of the famous Australian bands. Hmm. Um, Michael what, Hutchins. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, what I, other song? I heard of their them. first album, Suicide Blonde. Maybe not their first album. Do you remember they had a song? Uh, I remember Suicide Blonde. I don't. I have no but idea. But New Sensation was a big thing. Uh, they were huge on MTV. Yeah. So a lot of what Pat and I are going to do through our songs is our lens of MTV. So you can kind of remember a lot of these videos. Yeah, because we watch the videos. Yeah, you know, I watched MTV. It just it wasn't as big of a thing. But you didn't watch MTV in 1988 like we did. I mean, I don't think that my parents had me on the couch with them watching MTV, but I cannot confirm. I do remember when I got home from elementary and middle school, we would throw the MTV on and watch TRL. This is way before that. So how did how did MTV work in the day? It would was there a time where they would just show any videos? videos? It was just videos. Videos. it. It was pretty much just videos. And I was on a trip this summer where I was in a hotel. And they had a station that just, it was like old school MTV. They just played videos all the whole. That's it. Yeah. And then would they have the guy interrupt with news? Or is DJ, that only later they'd on? They'd have VJs. Kurt, so, Kurt Loader would come on yeah. and like tell you the tragic news. No, of the day. But, but then you have like uh, downtown Julie Brown. She's like still these, on Sirius XM. No, they have like four guys yeah. on Sirius Satellite that are still doing all of that. So huh? they, you would you could just sit there and watch, and it was like, Hope your favorite video would come on. Okay. And then it would. So the boss was big. Yeah. In like 86. It was it was amazing. So in some ways, not really too much different than if you were listening to radio that you're sort of like, well, I hope they play my song. From that it's, standpoint. It's almost like our the new version of our YouTube where you just play a video. Yeah. Well, it was just, it was a, just that all the day. But in YouTube, you get to choose what you want, whereas yeah, it's just rolling well, up. Yes. Yeah. Maybe it's like Sirius XM. <laughs> but it was like the perfect medium to where, like, if you're just hanging out oh, yeah. at home with whoever, your girlfriend or with a bunch of friends or whatever, doing homework, because you really didn't have to watch it. Well, it was just kind of on. So but then, didn't, didn't we have a top three MTV videos last season? We did. Yeah. So that's where like aha and like money for nothing where you're looking at like animation with a video and watching it was it was pretty cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was kind of a little bit like who framed Roger Rabbit. So then I mean, would you potentially say at a house party just throw the TV on hooked up to a hi-fi yes. and you just have MTV and that's what That you're was our Spotify. To? Yeah. Yeah. And you would watch the you would have you would watch it too. Yeah, yeah. And then like at midnight on weekends, Headbangers Ball would come on. That's only hard rock, hard so metal. 
Is Metallica included in that or no? Yeah, but Metallica was like a crossover. Oh, you could be either. They'd be on Headbangers Ball, but you might be sitting there and um, see one. Come on. Yeah. Wow. I had no idea. It was. It was. Uh, I think every time of life is great in its own way, but that was a really great time. Do you have one or two more albums? Well, I, w- I was going going to go through and just list some that maybe aren't some of my favorites, but that came out in 88. Just just take a little walk down memory lane. You had the soundtrack to Dirty Dancing. Wow. Don't sleep on that. I mean, uh, I haven't seen that, so. I think the number one song in 90, 1988 was Faith. Yes. George so Michael. So George Michael, huh? he, went sing- okay. he went solo. Hold on, Ruck. I'm going to rewind a little bit. Did you just say you haven't seen Dirty Dancing? That's affirmative. Have you seen Ghost? Uh, no. So you've seen one movie from Patrick Swayze? I mean, unless he's been in other things like Point Break. Point Point Break. Break. Okay, you've seen two. Do we need to do a top three Patrick Swayze movies? Ooh, I like that. You got Red Dawn. I haven't seen the original Red Dawn. The Outsiders. (laughs) What? I've seen The Outsiders. He's in The Outsiders? Yeah, yes. he played uh, Derry. Not Derry. Not, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. was a great cast. It's a great cast, oh. and I thought it was a great movie. And then if you read the book, the movie's not nearly as good as you would hope that it would have been. I got one more for you. Okay. You two, Rattle and Hum. Oh, my gosh. Desire was their song. Oh, okay. And Bon Jovi which their titled album was New Jersey, so Bad Medicine, and then their ballad, I'll Be There For You. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. These five words, I swear to you. Uh, We've got Tiffany with her self-titled debut album. That might have been her only album. So Ruck doesn't know who Tiffany is or Debbie Gibson. Okay, Ruck, I'm going to give you a quick quick overview of Tiffany. Red-haired gal who got famous singing cover songs in shopping malls. Wow. And Debbie Gibson. But You've like, never heard of these women. No. I like she got famous and then like joined a band? And and then, no, no. no. Then she like, was a single. And then MTV took it over. And she is the new version of like Britney Spears. Like she's the old version of Britney Spears. Like those two people. What and was like her Christina big one? Aguilera. What's her big one? Um, I think we're alone I now. I think I'm alone now. Yeah. Oh, I've heard that. Yeah. But that's a cover. Somebody else... Yeah, oh. and Debbie Gibson. Oh, so she literally got famous like through MTV, yes. just singing covers. Yes, in like '88. <laughs> so, Same according to Ranker.com, uh, Tracy Chapman was yes. also Fast Car. Right? Fast yeah. Car. Yep. Yeah. Michael Jackson had the Bad album. It, wow. Wow. Uh, how have we also not said NWA straight out of Compton? Oh, we we we. That's we're, we're been, getting there. Yes. Okay. Anything uh, else, Rock? Steve Winwood, roll with it. Well, the problem for me is that I look at these and I recognize some of the bands, but I don't know if that was a very good album of theirs because for most of my life, I was, didn't pay attention to albums. It was I listened to individual songs, like I grew up with Napster, LimeWire stuff where you yeah, just yeah. you stole all so the music. So you stole everything. Yeah. So between Swap and I, Cinderella, Long Cold Winter. That's, a, you know, Cinderella... Was huge then, but they have been. I think the 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 test of time has left them extremely underrated. Cinderella could write songs. Mm. Now the the lead singer's name Tom Kiefer. He still tours. Wow, and he can still hit those notes. And one song that I loved 
even though I don't like him, is Bobby Brown. Oh, yeah. Don't be cruel. Was... I don't know if he was with Whitney Houston. I don't think he was at the time, but I kind of like that song, too. Like, you... Don't... And, like, you know. Don't, don't be don't, cruel. Don't. Yeah, every time you hear that, you're like, I know all the words to this, and yeah. I'm, I'm ashamed <laughs> to admit it. Yeah, and Rock doesn't know it. Mm-mm. Ever heard of Bobby Brown? No, you can tell that look on my face. How about was Rock set in 1988? You've got the look. Oh. Nope. Great video. MTV yes. video. So this is another thing, Rock, about MTV is all these wide variety of genre, and you would be exposed to music that, like, we, we knew metal, we knew, like, Whatever rock set was, was that like dance music oh, of some yeah. sort? And you're like, who is this? And they're like, oh, this song's awesome. And you Tiffany, the look. little girl singing in a mall, all this stuff, we kind of knew. Mm. And then you get like Bon Jovi, Metallica, oh, Guns N' Roses. I yeah. Mean, there's a bunch more listed there that I've heard of these bands. And you can just tell me if the, these albums were actually good. I think this first one is Pixies, Surferosa. Yeah. No? Were you guys I, not Pixies guys? Uh, I we was weren't. Not a Pixie I wasn't guy. back in the okay. day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sonic Youth. Sonic Youth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Daydream Nation. Uh, Queensryche. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that was a band, though. It was a big deal. Operation Mindcrime. Queensryche was big, and I think there's a Queensryche story for the secret podcast. Yes. Um, you guys don't strike me as REM guys. I was. You know what? I was in the mid-90s. I went to an REM concert at the Gorge. Wow. What's your frequency, Kenneth? Have you remember that song? Yeah. No. So they're, they were kind of, you know, they were odd. They were. Yeah. I get this sort of like Bare Naked Ladies vibe that as far as like Swap really disliking REM. So if REM was like, <clears throat> I don't remember like the old days when you had record players and you had different sizes and you had to play them at different speeds. But the bare naked ladies sounds like REM on like the wrong speed. <laughs> like they're 1.75 times too fast and their voices are too high. But that's how they actually talk. And I'm gonna say again, like I did last year, bare naked ladies are the wiggles for adults. <laughs> they get a zero. Uh, I'm sorry. Ruck is trying to. What are you doing? I'm trying to help you. You're banging your no, beard. No, it's fine. I'm waiting. A, an hey, entertainment a system come, to try to a, open have, it. It's not an entertainment system, but we have a. Well, there's nothing on it. That's why. We have a break coming soon. Yeah, okay. thank goodness, because you're okay. about to break. Your yeah, table. it's it's like an entertainment system that's mostly made of glass. Whatever. And there's just this banging over there where I'm not sure if it's about to shatter. And it is serving oh as gosh. an entertainment system right now because I'm entertained watching. Mr. Morgenthaler try to open a Pacifico. Any it. other al- albums? Um, I I think we've covered it. We're gonna uh, for albums for albums, and then we're gonna go into just a few minutes of songs. Yeah. Oh. So, tell me about these. Oh, you're going for top forty songs. Is that what we're we're going well, to? Well, just next? just a few songs. Okay. Who's so going first, I'll, I'll start with uh, the band Kicks. The Kicks, uh, yeah. Kicks, K I X. Hmm. Don't close your eyes. 
Yeah, I don't know that one. Oh my gosh, it's one of my favorites. You know, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'll have to listen to it. So patience for me is number one. Well, starting with your number one in the top forty. Well, for me, I mean, so the song that I hadn't heard of from GNR is your best one. Yes. Well, for this year. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, and when you think about it. Oh, it, just it's amazing. And then you watch the video. So that's the whole thing. I'm looking at through the lens of these songs of MTV. And when you watch Slash with his guitar on a bed, and there's this, there's like pythons. Yeah. And there's other people in the room. Well, I mean, you know, for, from my perspective, when you are listening to all this music from the past, you tend to go to the greatest hits and, and kind of get that stuff. And your perspective is not all of those greatest hits were out, possibly. And so you listen to a new album that comes out and you listen to the whole thing. And so you you get to hear all those jewels that are buried there in that album. Yep. So it makes sense that you would know some really quality songs that I'd have no idea about. So I want you to listen to Patience tonight. You know the song. I want you to watch the video tonight. Yeah. Okay. Because that's going to take you back to 1988, and you'll understand a little bit about the world in which you were born into. Yeah, that'd be important. So I have one more. Well, just the whole Def Leppard Hysteria album. That's... There's seven songs on there that are legit. Yes. Yeah. I listened to that and I listened to Appetite for Destruction the entire calendar year of 1988. Yeah. On a cassette tape. Now, Hysteria, I'm I'm going to make probably neither of myself asking this question, but like Hysteria is a different album than like Photograph. Yes. Right? So okay. Photo, yeah. Photograph was more, I think, their early 80s and more of trying to be the hard rock. Mm-hmm. And then they went to, you know, the ballad like Hysteria, a little more poppy. Poppy, mm. yeah. Love bites. It, I think pour <laughs> some sugar on me was on that album. But love bites, just man, oh. that is so emotive. I like. There's and so I'm, much feel. And I mean, that. I'm in eighth, seventh, eighth grade. Yeah, you listening were, to this. You were thinking about all your crushes that you were leaving behind, and, and tens of millions of boys listened to that song, and they thought that it meant exactly what they were dealing with. Yes, and then swaps in like sophomore year. Yeah, yeah, it was like sophomore junior year for me. That was great times. Um, <laughs> hey, can I throw out Danzig, Mother? Oh, I know that oh, one. That's yeah, a great song. Oh, Isn't yeah. that a great Mother. song? Oh, I yeah. love it. Yeah. You know it's a good song when one of us randomly starts singing. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't do that. You know what, though? I may have been originally introduced to it on Guitar Hero, but since then, like, just listen to it. So I believe that the lead singer is, that's his last name. His last name is Danzig? Yes. I just saw no, a I think photo you're right, 100%. with him. Yeah. So when I look at MTV, this is going to make, you know, whatever. But Billy Ocean, get out of my dreams. And into my car. Yeah, get into my car. Do you have any idea what we're talking about, That Rob? sounds familiar. I... And he it just, it was a video that everyone watched, and he's like, oh, yeah, they love it. I mean, that makes sense. Get out of my dreams and into my car. We have, can I just name some songs just to, I'm, I'm going to. 
Uh, I Hate Myself for Loving You, Joan Jett. Heard it. Yeah. Kokomo. The, oh. the beach or uh the beach boys that was, was gonna from say the, the bgs it was from the movie cocktail yes with with tom cruise yeah as a flash bartender that was that's like a top five song from that year yeah that's how i think i think that song is awful even though it's catchy <laughs> It's kind of it's kind of catchy. It's catchy. But I don't love it. I, and the Beach Boys, I do love some of their older stuff, but Kokomo, not so much. I remember seeing the movie Cocktail at the Circus Drive-In. Now is that Tom Cruise? Really? Yes. Yeah, Tom Cruise. Okay. Yeah. Haven't seen uh, it. White Lion. Wait. Wait. Oh ho oh, oh. ho! Wait. Wait. I haven't heard it. White Snake. Is this love? Oh yeah, I love. Was White Tommy Snake. still there for "Is This Love"? I don't think so. I think she was one album previous to that because I think she was like eighty-six, more like my freshman year. So f the police, straight out of Compton. Yep. Um, let me throw this one at you, Millie Vanilli. Girl, you know it's true. Yeah. I don't think I've heard a single thing by Millie Vanilli. It's such, such a prolific sounding name. It's, I've obviously heard Do you heard even the know name. the history of Millie Vanilli? Nope. Oh, oh my gosh. This is getting even better. Rock. We might need a break. Yeah. yeah. Can we have a break and come back and share the history of Millie Vanilli with Rock? All right. Uh, listeners, we're going to take a break right now, and we are going to come back after... Uh, our hosts have changed their drawers because they're so excited right now to tell me all about Millie Vanilli. Welcome back to the View from the Rock podcast. I'm your host, Ruck, and we just took a short little break here to get our story straight about Millie Vanilli, a band that I've I've heard of but I'd never actually heard any of their music. And now I'm ready on air to be told what I don't know. What is the story of Millie Vanilli Swap? So Millie Vanilli was a, a European duo. One, I believe, was named Millie and the other Vanilli. That part could be false. <laughs> but they were two very good-looking young African-American men with... M- Phenom- danced well? Danced well, phenomenal kind of dread-locked ha- hair. Maybe with some, like, beads and things in them. Yep. And and they had hits. I'm going to name some of their hits, and they might ring a bell. Um, you had Girl, You Know It's True. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, that's the one. You had <laughs> Baby, Don't Forget My Number. I mean these songs oh for those like, of us, like oh. these were these were these were big MTV like songs. MTV legends blame it on the rain you got to blame it on something oh my goodness you got to blame it on something oh, blame it on yes. the rain um how about how about this one no way there's that many girl girl i'm going to miss you okay so then it came out that they were not only lip syncing at their concerts which probably happens more than we want to admit they weren't even the real singers of their own stuff. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yes. 
how could you get so far? I mean, that just means there's some producer out there that I mean, coordinated many, the whole like, thing. They they probably made a couple million dollars and then had to keep it. Well, probably. Well, maybe. <laughs> well, and like, how ugly were the people then that were singing that they couldn't have just gotten on there and been the stars of the show? Well, Millie Vanilli, they were really good looking guys. I mean, there's just, other bands, though, that have gone through this. So they probably just yeah. found a couple models and said, hey, you guys can dance. Let's do this. I think that's pretty much what happened. So do you remember, uh, it's not 88, but in the early 90s, it's like something in the music factory? CNC Music Factory? Yes. So they're one of those people didn't sing. Well, I'll tell you, Millie Vanilli, I just named four songs that tens of millions of 50-year-old men in America know. Yeah, that's mind-boggling. I yeah. heard none of those songs. Um, okay, well, a couple more. Yeah, we have some top songs to go over. So let's well, Rick Astley. So Rock knows this song. Yeah, the Rick Roll song. What is it? Uh, Never Gonna Give You Up. Yeah, that was 1988. Yeah. And now he's killing it so that was the number four single on the billboard list at the end of 1988 wow what else you got on that top top 10 real quick okay so i'm gonna go number one uh faith george michael i like the limp biscuit version better uh number two need you tonight in excess number three ruck i bet you've heard this one got my mind set on you george harrison no <laughs> Maybe do you know the Weird Al version of it? What is it? This song is only is just five words long or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't even know if I know that one. Oh yeah, he, oh, so four so like Mr. Morgenthaler said is never going to give you up. Number five, Sweet Child of Mine. I heard that one. Got okay, it. six, Whitney Houston, so emotional. Yep. Oh, I get so emotional, oh, baby. baby. Every, Every time, time I think of you. you. Wow. Oh. It's like a little concert I've gone to. Oh, you know what? Well, if we knew, if we studied this hard with school uh, in terms of music, <laughs> I'd be a dentist. <laughs> seven. A, you know. Seven. Heaven is a place on earth. Belinda Carlisle. I, I've heard that one. That's a good tune. And she was in the Go Go's, correct? I think she was a Go Go, but I get the Go Go's and Bangles mixed up. She was a Go Go. Okay, and Susanna Hoffs was a bangle. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Walking on... I'm walking on sunshine. Walk like an Egyptian? Walk yeah, like walk, an Egyptian. Yeah. Oh. Who did Walking on Sunshine? Was that <laughs> Katrina and the Waves? I do not know. <laughs> I don't know that one. I know that song. I don't know who sang I think... It. Might I, will you fact check that for us, Mr. Ruckdashel? Yes, sir. Okay, number eight was a Tiffany song. Could have been. I can't place that one. Number nine was Breathe, Hands to Heaven. What? I, I can't place that song. Number 10, I can. Steve Winwood, Roll With It. Heard roll of Steve with, Winwood. Roll With It, baby. One. Yeah, and Steve Winwood, he's had a long, distinguished co- career. So according to the Google, Walking on Sunshine, uh, it says 1983 that it was released. By Katrina and the Waves. Now, it could be that Walking on Sunshine was a cover that year that was then re-released because that would end up being on the charts and be a top 10 song. I think Swap was trying to say walk like an Egyptian. I and was. he said oh. walk well, like... <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's well, why... Yeah. I know that that's the Bangles. 
Yes, but I think that my that song is like '87, maybe, because there was a Bangle song in '88. So one, that we talked about, "Hazy Shade of Winter." Yes, I think that was a cover. Okay, of uh, maybe you can fact check this for me, Rock. It might have been a Simon and Garfunkel song. "Hazy Shade of Winter." Yeah. Well, first, "Walk Like an Egyptian" is the Bangles, and it's 1986. Ooh. Yeah, so uh, 1988 was a bangle song. For sure. Uh, pops up here, Hazy Shade of Winter, sung yes. by the Bangles. Yes. Was it a cover? Um, You know, I can I can keep trying to find that one. We are though. down a rabbit hole. I'm just going <laughs> to keep... I'm going to keep going down this list. Stop me when I get too far. 11, One More Try by George Michael. 12, you're going to love this one. Wishing Well, Terrence Trent Darby. Oh, that was, <laughs> that a, was a great that, song. Oh, my God. That was a great video. Yeah. Like, that played every day. And that's one where Terrence Trent Darby is a talented human being. You know, you can keep going as long as you want to, but as far as being down a rabbit hole, I stopped knowing what any of the words were that we were saying about 10 minutes ago. You give me five okay, more. Okay, keep going. Five more. Five more. I'll and give then you I got, five. And I I'll got give you two. Five more. So I left off at Terrence Trent Darby. Number 13, Gloria Estefan and the Miami Sound Machine. Anything for you? 14, Cheap Trick, The Flame. And mm. 15, the aforementioned Get Out of My Dreams and Into My Car, Billy Ocean. Yeah, talk Beautiful. about it. Hey, so these are a couple for our uh, lady listeners, maybe, if you remember these. Uh, Jody Watley. Oh, Don't yeah. you want me? The video, like MTV, was yeah. amazing. And just tried to show Ruck this one at the break. Pebbles, Mercedes boy. <laughs> I mean, amazing videos when you're 12 hey. to 16. Hey, and as, he, as I get further down this list, special shout out for Angel by Aerosmith, Steven Tyler on the yeah. white piano. Oh, yeah. Um, don't worry, be happy. Bobby McFerrin and Red Red Wine, UB40. So I give both of those zeros. Well, Ooh. they were part of the fabric of America in 1988. The I know. Year <laughs> zero. In which our co host was born. Don't worry, be happy. Zero. Wow. Well, um, you know, most of those songs I've never heard, and it's probably going to stay that way. Uh, but thanks for educating me, guys. Really appreciate it. Wow. What? What, wow! I just I'm looking at this list and it's it's uh, it's amazing. The gift 1988. Keeps good for, good for your parents. <laughs> that was a great year. When's your uh, birthday, Ruck? But, well, January. So okay. 1987 was probably a better year for them. <laughs> <laughs> Bottom boom. Uh, so we're gonna transition right there to um, our beer of the week. Uh, our beer of the week, I think, has a little backstory with it. It's the Sophia Fresh Hop IPA by Stemma Brewing. And this was not brought to us by a loyal listener. Uh, but speaking of loyal listeners, before we dive into our beer of the week, just want to shout out our sponsors every week. And that is Sign Dog. Special uh, shout out to Sign Dog. Sign Dog. Yeah. Can we say this? No. Okay. Well, we love Sign Dog. Sign Dog, we love you. Yeah. Love them. Um, like it just, you know, every time we do this podcast, I'm staring at the beautiful banner that is adorning the yellow dog studios and, and real number quick. two we have a special shout out for our sponsor that 
Swap and myself happened to show up wearing the hats too, and that's Merle Inc. And I actually talked to him today. And, and we wish him well. Yeah, he's he's doing good. And hopefully soon we'll have an update on our second sponsor. Like a well, new thought, banner. Oh, in wow. here. Okay. A Merle, Inc. a Merle Inc. banner. Okay. Nice. I so, can hardly wait. Yeah. Um, you guys want to tell me about this beer? Because I believe that you got it for us, and you've got some story to tell. Well, we went up to the Anacorta Sea Home football game on Saturday. Um, we had a nice car ride up with uh, a couple of our boys. Mrs. Swap made the trip up, and we were up there early enough to grab a bite to eat and a couple beers. So we went to Stemma Brewing Company. Shout out to Stemma Brewing Company. Yes. My first time there. Um, we set up there numerous times. Anacortis needs a place like that where you can eat inside, you can eat outside. There's food trucks, there's dogs. We need a place like that. All ages. Yeah. I mean, we have one, but it's not where they have. It, yeah, it's different. Bellingham yeah. is awesome. If we didn't live in the greatest place on earth, Bellingham is top five i mean could you imagine how great this place would be though if we had some places like stemming here mm-hmm. just saying and they have uh what three food trucks now that are permanent so we and we went to the grilled cheese food truck and it was amazing amazing you know it's really when rowan tells pat what to order <laughs> it, yeah isn't it just mind-boggling how much better grilled cheese is at these fancy grilled cheese places oh. than you'd make at home. Like, I make a better burger, I feel like, than I get most of the time at a place. Grilled cheese? No. So this grilled cheese was, you know, Ruck, I know you probably have a fancy word for this, but when they do the grilled cheese and at the end they throw cheese on the outside of the bread, so it makes that little that little extended crusty cheesy thing. They, they, yeah, they would What's call the them like for that? Uh, cheese lace wings. It's I, cheese lace, and then their wings. So cheese wings. Yeah, because there there were wings all over our plate. Yeah. So I got one that had like candied bacon <laughs> in it. You're, you're looking at me like I'm some sort of <laughs> no. savant here. Oh my god. Well, it's true. Like I would have never said that. I'm like, yeah, it's just cheese that's cooked on the outside. Yeah. <laughs> so I had one that had like candied bacon Ooh. and. Pesto, maybe, and then a bunch of cheese. Yeah, you need some strong flavors to cut through all that cheese. So pesto or candied bacon. So how about Rowan? Rowan and Brady got like, it was like a pepperoni pizza inside of grilled cheese. Yes. That's brilliant. Oh, and like Rowan won't eat a grilled cheese at uh, Ghirardelli. It's not not his standard. And he just, that's the second time he mowed through it. And then you have what did you have? Just the traditional. I'm I'm still sore because the braces were tightened last week. Yes. And then Mrs. I'm Swap. I'm pissed off right now. Oh. <laughs> because they they went hard on the bottom. Yeah. And so I got a canker sore. Oh, oh. man! Don't back in the day <sighs> didn't they give you a wax? Yeah, but I'm too tough for that. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> hey, Brock, you can suck it. Hey, I'm not the one who's sore from going uh, too hard in the bottom. So, uh, so but just... <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh, wow. <laughs> so, can you tell me about this beer? <laughs> Some details, the... the the nitty gritty. Well, so we went in there. We bought. We bought. Uh, we wanted to get an IPA, and I went in and ordered the number nine off their menu. And the guy said, "Get a fresh hop." It's yeah. the number three. And then, you know, I said, "Do you have that to go?" And he said, "No, but we have this fresh hop in a can." So this is the Sophia fresh hop. Do you want to read what we yeah. have written down on that? So again, from uh, Bellingham, you go off the. I think it's Iowa State Street exit. Yeah, it's the exit to Bellingham High School, but instead yeah. of going west, you so go east. It's, and to go straight, it's awesome. 6.5 ABV. Um, there's only 10 ratings on untapped with a 3.9. So it's a family-run brewery, craft with character. The Sophia Fresh Hop. IPA is a collaboration with Overflow Taps and Linden. And we've which been is there. We- that's weird. Oh, I've never heard of that place. That's weird. So we've been to three-on-three tournaments Oh, there. that's right. Is that the, yeah. the Tap House? Yeah, right there on, right downtown. It's a good good yeah, spot. It is. is that like the only brewery in Linden? It's got to be. Um, There's some good spots there. It, and I'm not sure it's a brewery. I think it's just kind of a tap house. Oh, so hmm. good spots meaning two? Well, not as many good spots as there are on, say, Anacortes within a two-block I would radius. imagine they frown on taverns and breweries and tap houses there, right? I'm not sure what goes on up there other than a whole lot of winning. And no mowing on Sundays. Yeah. Okay. I think that's I think that's BS now. The mowing? Yeah. But not the winning. I mean, we've I've driven up a lot of times, and I've seen a lawn that's over, like, whatever they think needs to happen in Linden. Yeah. I mean, we, we might need to get Andy Moore on. Profound. Yeah. Tell us more. So Andy Moore is a Anacorus legend. Okay. And he lives in Linden. He's gone to the is, dark side. Does he have like the all-time rushing he did. record yeah. for a yes. career? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Not a single season from what I hear, though, right? Um, he was amazing. Yeah, he was a, he was a great, great athlete. Okay. And, and he, so now he lives in Linden. Went to the dark side. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it supports the Sophia Milstead Foundation. It looks like they had a big fundraiser in September. So you can purchase beer and it leads to a small donation to the foundation. Beautiful. Give it a little taste. Wow. I can smell that immediately when I open it. That is some fresh hop. Oh. Yeah. Oh. You know. When you describe beers, this already smells like it's a danky beer, a dank yes. beer. So is it okay if I pour it in a glass? Yeah, go Will for it. Will it change? Probably, but probably for the better. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I'm curious what the IBUs and some of that stuff aren't. It's not super bitter, it, it, but it they, has so much hop flavor. It's yeah. crazy. They didn't say. That's a, that's a good beer, and it's a good brewery. That's, you know, we need, on the Instagram, we need to, to so, uh, yep. tag them. Hey, shout out to uh, my niece, Reese. She's Run, in charge. She's running the socials. Yep. Yeah, we'd love to see more up there. 
<laughs> um, gosh, man, it is like Reese. I don't know if I'd say it's like grassy. It's not grassy in a bad way. You just you get all of the all of the hop. You can taste every single leaf of the hop. Wow, that, that's a good beer. That might be the biggest head I've seen on a beer there, J Dog. <laughs> that's my worst pour ever. <laughs> you get you get F. Yeah, that's get, that's a I good beer. Zero. That it is. is. It's a great beer. This is one of the best beers I think that we've had here as one of our beers. It's one of those beers that I don't think I'd really want a second because there's a lot going on in my mouth when I drink one. I think I would have. That's what <laughs> she said. Okay, thanks. Cool. <laughs> Sorry. What do you guys think of the beer? I think I would have two. I think I would have three. <laughs> I think it's really good. <laughs> I I think it's really good, too. I just feel like my mouth would be very fatigued. <laughs> oh, my God. And you're born in 1988. You're, I'm going to say this. You're kind of a little pussy. Stop. Stop. Um, what I meant to say was my flavor, my, I would be overwhelmed with flavor at that point. No, I think it's a really, two? it's a really good beer. I might if be we're at a bar. I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't get another one, but the second one, I just don't know if I'd taste it as much. The taste buds would be on taste buds would be on overload. I think it's a really good beer. Well, I'm, I'm excited. I agree. Yeah. On the record. I'm not saying it's bad. Yeah. But just, you wouldn't get a second. Like... You know, Kokanee, Rainier, however many. That one? One, maybe two. Um, good call on that beer, though. That's excellent. So we had our final segment coming up here. Are we rolling straight into the greatest UW Husky football players of all time? I think we are. Um, does someone want to start us off? And, of course, I would just say that we are, of course, choosing this as our top three this week because of the so-hyped-up UW-Oregon matchup. We want to bask in our glory before we create some new, some new legends here. Who wants to lead us off? I can lead us off. Um, <clears throat> and again, what a big week this is. Biggest of all time in the 120 years. How long is the rivalry? Rivalry. Should I look that oh, up? Did you get your did, braces oh, tight? Hey. <laughs> you just did what I did, dude. I do oh, that. Hey, I'm just saying. You made fun of me last last week. Did did was that the same word? You yes. Did that? <laughs> yes. Rivalry. And you did. Yes. I need to work on it's my hard. elocution. It's a hard word. I mean, I would do that during class too. I have a hard time pronouncing stuff. Anyways, so um, I think it's the first time ever that both teams are ranked in the top 10 in the nation. Yeah, yeah and both confirm. undefeated. Yes. Um <clears throat> and both hate each other. We haven't we didn't talk about early on like in the shout outs. I hate Oregon more than any other person in the world. And I hate Oregon more than Seaholm. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I looked up online and this this rivalry has been <laughs> I'm gonna 
control <laughs> myself. Else? This rivalry has been going on since 1900 is when we started okay. it. So 123 sure. years. Don't know if there are any years in there that were skipped, but it started 123 years. So ago. for the first 90 of those 100 and however many years, the Huskies absolutely dominated. Oh. And then Kenny Wheaton. Yes. Well, the, we don't talk, Yes. <laughs> we don't need to revisit that. No. No. So I do have something funny to say. I'm going to look at it. This is from Kirk Herbstreet. Ducks are the college football version of Paris Hilton. They're famous for no reason. They look pretty, and they got a rich daddy. I think that's um, it's valid. And guess what? Yeah. They can suck it. I hate them more than anything else in my life. Wow. Shout out to John Richards, the only Oregon Duck fan that I like. God, I love you. All right. Hey, let's dive in this top three. Swap, okay. lead us off. I'm going to go with uh, number three, Warren Moon. <sighs> oh, You know what? what? Our top threes could all be the same. They can be. Yeah. Warren Moon, when, when Don James came, um, they won their first Rose Bowl. With Warren Moon at the quarterback, um, one of the great, one of the great quarterbacks of all time in football. Houston Oilers, two after he left. Oh, he was a a Canadian Football League legend. Yes, and Ed, then had forty thousand pa- passing yards. Yeah, and and happened to also have quite the good career with the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, he had a twenty-year NFL career after a semi-short maybe four or five years in the CFL. Um, oh. And, yeah, the, the biggest win in the Don James era, the one that kicked it off, was winning the Rose Bowl against Michigan, and that was led by Warren Moon. He's my number three. Ruck, you ready for me? Yep. Okay. You know, I just wanted to make sure that we established the University of Washington, when they've been at their best – They've been at their best because of their linemen. And so number three here, I'm going to go ahead and put in Lincoln Kennedy. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Lincoln so Kennedy. My, uh, yeah, go ahead. No, yes. you go ahead. Okay, I was going to say, you know, he was a giant man, 6'6", 356. Um, he would go on to an illustrious NFL career. He was a first-round pick, played for the Falcons, Raiders, and um, – you know, you may not know this, but he actually played in the Arena Football League for the Tampa Bay Storm. Three years. Uh, before that, though, he was a three-time Pro Bowler. Uh, he was first-team All-Pro in 2002. Um, and I think, you know, he was probably a great, like, guy in the community, too. Like, he's from all legend. accounts, he, he is a good human being. Maybe a broadcaster now, even. Yep. So, yeah. uh, seven years ago. Maybe uh, my sister got my dad and I tickets to UW basketball, and Lincoln Kennedy is sitting right there, right in front of us. And I, do, I go, Dad, hey, uh, you're sitting with a legend. He's like, who? I'm like, right here. So he shook hands with him. It was awesome because we have a poster in our office. We do. Bad to the bone. Yep. It's the greatest poster in the history oh, of sports. It's it's amazing. Yeah. And I had it um, fra- not framed, but 
matted? Maybe. With a little, yes. Sure. 20, 15, 17 years ago. So I love, I love, I love that. So my number three is Napoleon Kaufman. Oh. Yep. So He's- here's, I have a different story though, because I, when I was in high school, my girlfriend went to UW and best friends with our loyal listener, Ross Metcalf. So I got to experience stuff that no one else got to experience. And he was on my girlfriend's floor. And just watching him uh, become an athlete as a freshman when I am 17 years old <clears throat> is amazing. Like, he almost, he outrun the ball. Like, he would outrun, like, he was so good. He's my number two Husky. He so was we my might number well, two as well. Yeah, so we might as well just <laughs> close the loop here. Yeah. <laughs> he So he reminded, the guy that <laughs> reminds me the most of Napoleon Kaufman in the history of college football is uh, <clears throat> Reggie Bush. Mm. Yeah. He, they both just seem to be like. They're a different speed. Different speed. Just a different speed. And he came from Lompoc? Yep. Yes. Yeah. So when All I was right, looking Rob. up about him, Pac-10 Offensive Player of the Year in 1994, um, was part of the Whammy in Miami, where we broke yes. the 58-game win streak for at home for Miami. Oh, oh they can it. suck it. God, they thought they were the best team. Do you know, Ruck, that we, real quick, we tied for the national title, Miami and us. And that 91. was the Jimmy Johnson Miami team? Yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe had and Dwayne that's, The Rock Johnson on it. I don't and know. then when we went there in 90, was it 94? Yeah. Yeah. And just smoked their ass. And Dennis Erickson was coaching them then. From Everett. Oh, Dennis Erickson. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. From Everett, Washington. Correct. Former Cougar coach and Beaver coach. Uh, also, just some other tidbits, uh, some details, some stats. He was drafted in the first round for Raiders. Um, I don't think he did too much in the NFL. His, uh, but it, I mean, decent. Like he says, career NFL statistics: forty-seven hundred rushing yards. That's not that's not terrible. And I think he retired early because he became a man of God. Yes. Wow. Well, I know he only played five years. No, that's why. Hundred percent. Why? I had no idea about that. Um, thinking though about college career, which is a little more important for this, he for twenty-three years was the all-time leading rusher in UW history, broken by Miles Gaskin. Do you have any guesses? No, I got one more. Okay. Uh, the guy before him. It no, was, after. Uh, no. Bishop Sankey. You know, I Chris thought it Polk. was... Chris <laughs> Polk. Well, I think it's either Chris Polk or Miles Gaskin. It was right there in front of me, and now it's gone. Uh, I will make sure when we move on to our next one that I find that one out. So it sounds like we're down to... We're down I to our Mr. Morgenthaler's no. number two. Yes. Yeah. This was so hard. God, it was so hard. Um, I'm going with Marcus Tuiastasopo. Oh, that's good. It yeah. is for me. It was so because I'm and like, one, hey, one of those three has to be a quarterback. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And 2001. Yep. And he was the only guy ever with like a 300 yard passing, 200 yard rushing. Yeah. 
So, I mean, they won the family. Rose Bowl that year. Yeah. They were 11 and 1. Yeah. I think they ended the year ranked third or fourth. I'm going off the top of my head right now. Um, they were super close to being in the national championship conversation. <coughs> Excuse me. And that was a Rick Neuheisel team. And Rick Neuheisel, yeah. it, it seems, when he showed up, it seems like Rick Neuheisel's kind of a punchline a little bit. But they went, they they <laughs> converted does. completely to an Your option pen, team. Rock. Middle of the year, they converted to an option team that year. And Tuiasa Sopo, like he he would throw the ball twenty times and run the ball twenty times. Yeah, and just get the crap beat out of him. So then after him, was it Cody Pickett who came next? And Cody Pickett through because that's why yards. they continued kind of with the option okay. stuff. Because yeah. he was a cowboy from Wyoming, right? Uh, yeah, Caldwell, no, Idaho. he's from Idaho. Oh, Idaho. So okay. uh, yeah. actually, my best friend Zach Hall, yeah, who we know, he listens. Um, his insurance agent is co- is Cody Pickett, and he's coaching basketball. Now yes, in Idaho, girls high school. So he was from Caldwell, Idaho, which is uh, just outside of Boise. Well, just outside of Nampa. Okay. Huh? Yeah. 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 Is it back to me? Are we at number one? I don't. I don't want to say this number one. <laughs> I shouldn't have went with this as number one. It should have just been my number three. But here we are. Um, I feel like I need to justify this number one before I even say it. I like um, where you're going here. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I this love this, it. this number love one um, for me. I played against. I was on the same football field as them. Um, <laughs> they were drafted in the first round with pick number eight. They uh, they currently have a fitness facility in Ferndale, Washington called the Locker Room, and it's Jake Locker. <laughs> I have no problem with that at all. So I didn't realize that, but he was freshman All-American 2007, Pac-10 Freshman of the Year. Now, and, and he, he was there in the dark years. Well, he was part of the team that didn't win a game, right? Yeah. And I would say that's not really on him. I think by the end of his career – um, Tyrone Willingham had really done a number on that team. Um, I met Tyrone Willingham when I was at camp there. Super nice guy, but I don't know. He seemed like he was maybe too nice. Did you get invited? I was on go? the Renegade team. What does that mean? Yeah, it's like the invites team where you go there and you just play with all the kids who don't have their team there. All right. It was fun. But then you'd have the real the real legit kids like Jake Locker show up like halfway through camp and there was you a real know, you're like okay, there's a real there's aura a about them. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, well, maybe I'm not that big of a deal. I've got no problem with that number no, one. Oh, I know. But I bet I you love, and I have I love the same him. number one. Like uh Sam Guzik wants my Jake Locker jersey. Oh, from the Titans? Yeah. And I have you know, autographed Jake Locker jersey. Oh, why does Sam want that? Well, he just wants a different jersey. Oh. So I I don't wear the Titan jersey. But yeah, you know what? He's he's awesome. Yeah. Walker now is like great in the community. He put his body on the line there. It, when there was a lot of games, they just were not going to win. He was so fast. And he could have gone anywhere in the country, and UW's kind of sucked. Do you remember when? And he went to UW, and he kept him interesting during the bad years. Absolutely. So he could have left. Remember when Sam Bradford left? Mm -hmm. That was before the 
uh, rookie contract, Jake could have had 60 mil. Oh. Brad, remember, Bradford left and he from stayed Oklahoma. his senior year. Yeah, he stayed. Yeah. And he... He was with Sark, and yeah. it was the first year that Sark got us to a bowl game after the dark years. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. So he, I mean, he could have left, and he would have been top five. He's a he's a legend. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's a legend. I know. We might need to do one time top three UW quarterbacks ever. Um, there's gonna be a lot left off this list that should have been on it, but there's a lot of great ones. Okay. Okay. All right. I know we have the same number one. I know. Go ahead. Can I guess? Yeah. Golly. And you're saying it's a quarterback then? No. No. Oh. He's not going to know. Oh, so we're going with Steve Etman? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. And, okay, if you ask me who is the greatest college football player of all time, if you do not say Steve Etman, you're wrong. He might be in the top five. Yeah. I mean, in some ways, do you think his legacy as a great college football player is increased? By his lack of success in the NFL, or is that was that mainly because of injuries at that point? Yep, injuries. He was the most dominant college football player I've ever seen. Yeah, he's one of those guys that, when he's on your defense, just made everybody else better. He was like the, what we see in Aaron Donald currently in the NFL. Yeah, but for U Dub, and he was a problem. That's exactly right. It was two people at, at all times. And they oh. couldn't stop him. Yeah, from Cheney. That's right. I was gonna say, yeah, he was from he was from the area. Oh yeah, and you know he was. Yes, he's number one for me too, and I love him so much. I just feel bad because his rap and the pros. Two knee injuries. Yeah, I think so. And he was a wash, you know, and he was picked by the Colts. Yeah, when they not sucked. a good team. <sighs> But he was so good. God, we were so good. It, like, being a fan of the Husky football from, like, 87 to 92 or 85. I'm going to just go 77 All I mean to 95. I used to come home from hunting with my dad, and we would listen to the radio game. Like, UCLA was always good in the 80s. Yeah. Terry Donahue. And so, we had season tickets, my dad and I. We'd go yes. down. So how many, how many UW games have you been to? A hundred. A hundred games. Yeah. I've been to 17 games. Rock, how many games have you been to? From I mean, a- I, I must have been to... I must have been to some. I'm having a hard time remembering, though. Part of the issue is that it it would have been when I was really young, when they were good, if so, I did go. and it With ble- your parents? Well, but they don't really, they didn't really like to go to the games. So, like, that's, I might have went with a friend, I feel like. Um, so, you don't we had know season, how many games you've been to? I'm, I mean, it's either one or zero, probably. Um because when we were, when I was younger, we had season tickets to the Seahawks, and it was the year that they were in Husky Stadium, um, and so I've probably been there more for Seahawks than I was for Huskies. So we would every game was at twelve thirty back in the day. Yeah, 
You know, you didn't have to wait for game times and TV times. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. There was no Every game was there at was 1230. No yeah, we'd, we'd leave Anacortes at 8, park in the same spot every time. Eat. You and your dad. Yep, every time. Eat, go to the game, stop at the Mexico Cafe on the way home. Every time. Every single time. And so, it was the greatest day. <sighs> if you are 11 years old, it is the greatest day you, you can know, ever dream you of. You know every time. Was there yes. always a place that you would stop and eat? Like, was it like Dick's? Did you go there? No, we would go to like a bar in the U District mm. and eat. Yeah, you know, I, I'm i not someone to say, oh, you know, that was the good old days. But there are things like that where I go, there was just less, less going on as far as that could entertain us and distract us from those kind of raw experiences that were an all-day thing that you look back on now and say that was a real it was a real process getting down there it was a real like method that we had of we'd eat first we'd go to the game it was all about the atmosphere if you guys lost that day it was one of the worst days of the week you know and getting to a husky game is not easy no you know you have to know where to park and you have to walk and it's but it's it's the whole experience is really cool. Yep. We have spent a lot of times in the uh, just tailgate area. Yes. I haven't been down there since uh, we went in the RV. Yeah. With the Oregon boys. Ugh. That was a legendary. Are you still lost that night to big play VA? Yeah. Are you still allowed to tailgate? Yes. So they have uh, like 30 or me uh, no, I take that back. Like a hundred RV spots. Huh. So you can. How go, do you get those? Like, how do you get one? Is uh, it like a sign up? Tie club. Oh, okay. Like it, you're big, or you have someone that knows someone. You know, bucket list item for me. I've never tailgated a football game. Okay, I think we need to end the podcast right now. So if you can make that happen, <laughs> hey, what the? Hey, you know, it's something oh, I yes, want to do I just because I have. Okay, okay. So hey, you know, guess what? If we can tailgate the it, high school game. That's uh, the high school game. Yeah, at my that, house no, right now. No, at Friday night. No, I'm not tailgating the high school game. I mean, like a real game. What? We need to make that happen. Yeah, we. So will. hey, if there's any loyal listeners that want to help make that happen, feel free. Let's do this. And oh, loyal listeners, remember the mailbag. If you have anything you want to hear us talk about, any questions you might have, any opinions you want us to share, reach out to us. You know how to text us, email, or reach out on the interwebs, Twitter, Instagram. We have all the socials. Keep telling everyone about the podcast and S- spread the word. Yep. Love that. You guys, you, you handled the the outro for me i don't have to do anything now it's like i don't have a job anymore uh yeah just like they said all the places is where you can find our podcast and just a reminder uh thank you to sign dog and merle inc for being our sponsors and we hope to see you soon you know might be a random podcast thrown in there take care stay safe